You bet, baby. 705. We are live here on Talk Radio AM 640. I'll just give you these numbers out right away. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And anytime you want to reach Lior outside of the show, it is 416-216-5900. Quick update, because we'd be remiss if we did not. 6-3 now, Toronto leading Texas, bottom of the seventh. Two out, two on base. So that was a, uh, an unbelievable home run moment. Yeah, ago and we're going to try Bautista. to talk about employment law today, but we're yeah. all a bit distracted. Uh, go Jays. You get, and uh, by the way, speaking of uh, distracted and go Jays, how about go Lior? Uh, earlier on the week, um, Oakley was talking about severance with uh, one of his topics, had a caller on the air, and apparently your, uh, your voice is is far-reaching. Todd, are you buying? No, no way. I've been listening to Leora Sanfiero way too much. I know I'll take my severance right now, and I'll be laughing and whistling as I walk out the door, because I know that when they uh, let go of the 1,500 people next year or something like that, because you know it's going to happen, then, uh, then I just lost uh, 15 grand if I'm making 150. So, you know, it's not worth it. I'll take my severance right now and start looking for a job. That from the Oakley Show this week. There you are, buddy. People are listening. People are listening. We're we're trying to educate people. Yes, severance. That's what we're here to do. Talk about entitlements, losing your job, workplace concerns. Bring it on. Want to talk about the misconceptions with respect to severance this hour. But first, as we always start the show with the week that was, a couple things that happened. That's right, John. I always like to talk about a couple situations that I dealt with this week where I think our listeners will uh, learn something interesting. The first situation involved the lady that I uh, met with. She had worked for uh, her employer for 10 years. She had a, a position as a bookkeeper. She worked in Mississauga, and uh, she, her job was about a 10- or 15-minute walk from her home. She didn't have a car. She wished to walk to work. It was very convenient. Been doing it for 10 years. Well, what happened is uh, earlier this year, the company announced that it was moving offices from Mississauga to Burlington. And unfortunately for this lady, because she didn't have a car uh, and no mode of transportation, for her to get to Burlington with public transport it would take her about two hours plus each way. So two hours Jeez. in the morning, two hours in the afternoon, compared to about a 10-minute walk uh, that she was doing now. So she asked me, is there something that can be done here? And I said, well, yeah, absolutely. Because it's such a change, uh, because it's uh, such a big deal, two hours each way, that's a constructive dismissal. You can treat your employment as being terminated and require the company to pay you full severance. And certainly after 10 years of employment, she could easily be looking at about a year's pay that she's owed. Now, in the normal circumstances, maybe a move from Mississauga to Burlington uh, may not be a big deal. If you're driving, it may only add a few minutes to your commute. It may not be uh, uh, that, that problematic. But for her specifically, not driving, used to, work, uh, used to walk to work, it's a huge, huge difference. So definitely for her, it's a constructive dismissal. So remember, it's really, if your employer imposes a change, any change, it's about how it impacts you. If it impacts you in a significant way, you don't have to accept that change. Mm-hmm. You could treat your employment as being terminated and get severance. Another one. The second situation, actually, this one didn't end very well. I, I got a call from a gentleman who, that was let go, uh, and he had worked for the company for four years. And he asked me what he was owed. So I asked him. He, he had uh, worked for four years. He was uh, in a technical position, and he was in his uh, uh, mid, uh, mid-40s. mid So I told him he'd be owed about six months' severance. Okay. He said, but wait a second, Lior. I, I called the Ministry of Labor, and they told me I should only be getting four weeks' pay. So why are you saying six months? I explained it to him. I told him that four weeks is only his minimum entitlements, and his full entitlements are significantly greater. The problem was, John, he had a very difficult time wrapping his head around the fact that the government is telling him four weeks' pay, 
I'm telling him six months. So he's thinking to himself, he told me that, you know, maybe you're just saying that, Lior, because you're hoping to make a buck off of me. Uh, and, Come and, on. Absolutely. Because wow. he had a hard time understanding the big gap. So you know what he ended up doing? Nothing. He ended up accepting his severance offer, which Weak. was inadequate, because he believed the Ministry of Labor. So I want to clarify this. Your legal entitlements are not a week's pay per year of service uh, per year of service when it comes to severance. The Ministry of Labor cannot advise you about your entitlements. Okay, so your full entitlements are far greater based on your age, position, and length of employment. And when I give you my assessment, it's correct, uh, and and there's no need to doubt it. So he could have got a lot more money, even though he would have paid you some. He would have got more. Well, yeah. Well, nice. He was offered five weeks pay. He thought that based on the Ministry of Labor <laughs> that he should only get four weeks pay. I told him, forget that. You're owed six months pay. So for him, that would have been another $35,000. He decided not to accept it simply because of the fact that he thought that it made no sense that what I'm telling him is so different than what the Ministry of Labor. So so please don't fall into that trap. Hashtag do the math. We'll get to a, a quick call before we take our first break. Kelly in Bowmanville. Good evening. Kelly, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I got a question for Lior. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was asked to either resign or, sorry, I was asked to resign with three weeks pay or be chosen to be terminated and get 16 or 18 weeks pay, but they were willing to give me 20 weeks. And this was Wednesday, September 30th. Now, I told them I didn't want to make a decision right now if I can get back to them. Um, my boss had said to me I had until Thursday, which was the next day at 5 p.m. Right. Uh, my scheduled shift that day was from 12 to 9. They let me go at 5 o'clock that evening. Um, they wanted me to give them an answer as of 5 o'clock the next day, which I did not. I ended up emailing the next day saying that, um, with an email saying, I am dedicated to my job. I am not resigning. What are my options? And I sent the same email every two days. So six times in 15 days, and I still got no response from them. Okay. Kelly, how long have you worked there? Almost nine years. It'll be nine years in January. And what kind of job? What do you do? Customer service. Okay. And, and how old are you, Kelly? I am 37. So someone in your situation would be entitled to right around nine months of compensation, about a month for every year of service. So forget about 20 weeks uh, that they offered you. It's nonsense. You're owed a lot more than that. They've terminated your employment. You have a right to get your full severance. For you, that's right around nine months of compensation. Uh, so, and the good news is, Kelly, it's not going to be difficult at all to get you that. You know, they've been ignoring you. Guess what? They're not going to ignore me. So give me a call off air. Let's talk. I can easily help you get this resolved. This is not a, a difficult matter. You don't have to stress out over it. You don't need to keep emailing them. And you don't even need to think about 20 weeks because that's about, about 50 cents on the dollar from what you're owed. Give me a call. Your first smart call was right now, Kelly. I'm going to give you a number to call right now, and that is 416-216-5900. That's Lior's number, 416-216-5900. You can call that number as well, or 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Just getting warmed up the employment hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, we'll get to a few emails a little later on here. You want to send us one during the show, uh, Lior at employmenthour.com, and his direct number, 416-216-5900-716. On your Wednesday night, we'll take the phone calls. If you're not uh, glued to the game, we'll talk to you. Have a uh, severance package in front of you, or fearing one. 
we can uh, help, or at least Lior can in that regard anyway. Clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. This is pretty much, an, we could do seven shows in a row on this one, but we'll get to as many uh, as we can. Number one, you have to work at least five years to get severance. Yeah, a lot of misconceptions, John, uh, about severance. And, you know, the story that I told uh, at the week that was, you know, is, is a, a result of one of those misconceptions that the Ministry of Labor can tell you what uh, you're actually owed. But probably one of the biggest ones when it comes to severance, the one you've just said, that there has to be a certain number of minimum years you have to work before you qualify for severance. So let's clarify that. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Every employee that loses their job, whether you work for uh, three months or whether you work for 30 years, you're entitled to severance. Uh, the only time you're not going to get severance is if you were let go for cause, i.e. you did something so bad, so awful, that it allows the imp- employer to let you go for cause without any compensation or severance. That's very, very, very difficult to do. In most cases, you get severance. So it uh, doesn't matter how long you've worked. There's no minimum. Uh, in fact, many situations where someone has only worked for a few months could be entitled to a few months severance. We've talked about that on the show before. I may have worked for six months. And because I'm older and I have a senior position, I could be owed six months severance or more. So uh, let's, let's be very clear. There's no minimum. If you lost your job, you don't have to wonder, do I get severance? The answer is yes, you do. Another misconception, the company has to have a payroll of over $2.5 million. We've heard that before, haven't we? Uh, another misconception, not true. Any employer has to pay severance. In fact, they have to pay the same amount of severance regardless of the size of the company or the size of the, uh, of the company's payroll. So you may work for a small, small employer with three employees, or you maybe you work for a company with 300 employees. If you lose your job, you're going to be entitled to your age, uh, through your severance based on your age position and length of employment, and it's going to be the same on those factors whether you work for a small or a big company. Now, those requirements of uh, five years of service and two and a half million may be relevant to a person's minimum entitlements, but who cares about that? They're completely irrelevant to a person's full entitlement. So to be clear, size of payroll doesn't matter. Again, you lost your job, you get severance. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell phone, talking about the common misconceptions with respect to severance. This one is an absolute beauty. Number one right here. You're let go. You get two weeks or two weeks for every year of service. Yeah, and another misconception that, exactly, if you lost your job, you get two weeks or two weeks per year of service, maybe one week per year of service, uh, that it's that simple. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Not even close. Probably the biggest misconception, John, as you just said, there is no formula of a week per year of service, two weeks per year of service. None of that applies. Your entitlements are based on your age, position, and length of employment. For many people, that could be well over a month per year of service. Some people could get three, four, five months per year of service, okay? Uh, and some people, it could be less than that. So there's no formula. If you want to know how much you're owed, you call me, or even easier, you go to severancepaycalculator.com. You input your age, position, and length of employment, and it's going to tell you how many weeks, how many months, sevens you're owed, and it's not a week or two weeks per year of service. Absolutely not. This is thought so widely, though, by, by generally everybody. Ask you know, 10 people down the street, and I bet you nine people will give you that answer. Why is this so embedded in people's minds? Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions out there. Not only do individuals believe that, John, employers believe that. Many employers, certainly that the smaller employers, they may not have in-house HR people, uh, even though some HR people believe that as well. And the reason why there's these misconceptions out there is because, again, going back to the Ministry of Labor, if you go to the Ministry of Labor, you'll read about a week per year of service or two weeks per year of service. 
not knowing, not understanding, that that's really irrelevant because that is only a person's minimum entitlements, not their full entitlements. In other words, it's just a small fraction mm-hmm. of what they're actually owed. So you have your own government giving you deliberately or not deliberately misinformation. So that just perpetuates those misconceptions. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell or Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails here, your phone calls. You want to give us a call on this evening. you got employment questions or severance questions. We'd love to answer them here on the Employment Hour. Lots more of that coming up after a break. You can get a hold of Lior anytime outside of the show hours, by the way, 416-216-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails here in just a bit. As always, we take our phone callers as top priority. Stephen Hamilton, how are you? Good, you? Good, pal. You got a question for Lior. Go ahead. Uh, hi. Hey, everyone. Uh, my, my question is, um, I've been working for a company for about eight years, and at the beginning I was paid for work that I did, and my schedule is sporadic. Like, you know, it, it didn't know what... I had Sunday off, Sunday off every day, every week, but it didn't matter. It, it changed a lot. However, I was now put on hourly, and my schedule's it was changed to Monday to Friday, nine to five. But now my employer wants to put me back off of hourly and change my schedule to a sporadic schedule again. And they said, well, we'll give you two months till this change happens. And I, I'm not sure how I should approach this. And how long have you worked for this company? Uh, eight years. Eight years. And, and your current schedule that you have, how long have you uh, working this schedule? Uh, four years. Four years. Okay. And the previous four was the, uh, the, the not fixed schedule, the, the rotating schedule? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So because you've been working it for four years, and arguably it's, now it's a more, I guess it's a better schedule, it's a more advantageous schedule to have uh, fixed hours, they don't actually have the right to change it back to kind of make it worse again. So you have the okay. option when that change happens, to, to treat that as a constructive dismissal, potentially. Now, I would want to talk to you off air to find out a bit more information, but the, the potential here is to treat that as a constructive dismissal, which means you would effectively leave and require the company to pay you severance, uh, which for you could be easily, you know, over six, somewhere between six to nine months of compensation. Uh, so th- those will be the options, ultimately, either accept what they're doing or leave and require them to pay you severance. Th- there's really no third option. You can't physically make them not make that change. So my best advice right now, Stephen, is I want to talk to you off air. I want to understand more about your compensation. I want to understand the exact change that they're proposing, when they're proposing to do it. Uh, and then I'll talk to you about whether it make, act, makes sense to pursue a constructive dismissal. Stephen, appreciate the call. Now, what happens if he does accept it and stays at the workplace. Well, if he accepts it, that becomes a terms of empl- term of employment. And he also gives him the right in the future to make other changes that are not favorable, maybe reduces hours, et cetera. So that's not a good idea. So that's why I really want to talk to him before this change actually happens, before he's deemed to have accepted it. So he could set a precedent by doing that. That's exactly right. And that's a very bad thing. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Got Sandy in Toronto. Good evening, Sandy. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad to hear. Thank you for taking my call. No worries. Uh, I have a, a kind of a, an unusual situation that uh, I'm in right now. My company uh, has, or my division has 400 people. They're going to cut staff uh, by uh, 10%, so they're getting rid of 40 people. 
Um, what they've done is they've basically said um, nobody has a job. Everybody's out in the parking lot. They're going to reshuffle, rewrite all the job descriptions, um, and then put, post the jobs. And you can apply for as many as you want, up to seven, um, it, with the new structure. So um, I have, I'm fortunate in that I have a, a kind of a specialized job, so I'm not really worried about uh, being out of a job. Um, but I'm just looking at options. They've, they've given me, they've offered me an 18 month um, severance package with benefits for 60 days, um, use of an outplacement firm, and, and some other things. Um, but I'm also looking, because I'm 55 and have 30 years in the company, wondering if um, early retirement would be an option for me. Uh, you mean under the terms of a pension plan? Yes. Okay. So, so first of all, so I'll talk about the pension plan at the end. But in terms of options now, if as a result of this reshuffling, you're out of a job, obviously, as you know, they have to pay you severance. Right. You said that you've been there for uh, 30 years and you're 55. The range for you would probably be somewhere between 22 to 24 months of compensation. So, so north of uh, of the 18 that they've offered you. And by the way, th- that would mean that they have to continue benefits for that period of time. I think you mentioned that they're p- potentially proposing to only continue new benefits for 60 days. That's right. Uh, so that's not appropriate. That, so the severance that they'd owe you really is to, to put you in the same financial position as if you had to work somewhere between 22 to 24 months. Uh, so the offer that potentially would be in front of you if you lost your job would be less than that. So we would need to speak about that because we should be able to improve that easily. Okay. Now, when it comes to severance, uh, the employer has to continue your participation in the pension plan. So it needs to allow you to continue to, be, to participate and, t- and to pay into the plan for the relevant period of time. So if it's 24 months, then it's for that period. Okay. In terms of being able to collect pension, that's based on the terms of the plan. A plan would usually allow you to collect early retirement uh, once a certain date is reached. So once you reach a certain age, and you can absolutely do that. But that's separate from your severance. That's separate from uh, anything else. It really go- it's governed by the terms of the plan. It's not in the employer's hands uh, per se. So uh, my best advice is if you're going to continue working, that's great. No problem. If you're going to find yourself out of a job then uh, what you've been offered or what you, uh, the employer said they would offer you at that time is not adequate. You would be owed more probably any, another four to six months pay plus benefits plus pension. So we would certainly need to talk about that when the time comes. We'll take a short break. Sandy, that number, by the way, and for everyone else, 416-216-5900 and Lior at employmenthour.com. If you want to give us a call now, we'd love to hear from you. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. More of the Employment Hour coming Right up. You can get a hold of Lior as well at 416-216-5900. That's his personal cell. And Lior at employmenthour.com. We always go to the uh, the phone calls. Top priority. Got Tony in Woodbridge. Good evening, Tony. You got a question or comment for Lior? Go ahead. I do. Thank you. Uh, Lior, the question is this. I've been on leave for about uh, five years from my company. And I have about 32 years service at the company. Um, I'm thinking of going back. And I know the current environment there. Is such that I'll probably get escorted out the door with a package. And I'm just wondering whether or not the, the leave affects um, the, the, the amount that I might be offered or should be considering. Mm-hmm. So was this a, a medical leave? Yes. Okay. And have you had any contact with the company over the past five years? No. Uh, they knew you were on a leave. They knew that you were off for medical reasons. When you started, you, you, you gave them some medical information to tell them that you can't work? Uh, absolutely. So I, I, when I say I haven't been in touch with them, 
I have heard from the the uh, the benefits people, and uh, we, we've been corresponding. But that's 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 the only thing I've heard from them. Okay, and they they haven't terminated your employment formally. No. So so you're still an employee, my friend, and that means that if you go back to work, and if they say no, you you don't have a job. Who the heck are you? Uh, then, yeah, you get severance, and the five years that you've been on, on disability count. They count towards your service. So those are years, when it comes to calculating serv- uh, uh, severance and your uh, entitlements, count as if you had worked. So that, that's very important. Uh, and uh, someone in your situation would probably be owed right around 24 months' pay just based on the length of your employment. So you, you, you have a right to go back to work if they haven't terminated your employment. If they don't take you back, you're owed about 24 months' pay. Uh, you're, you're owed participation in the pension plan for that period of time as if you had been employed. So, uh, and if that doesn't happen, you got to call me. I have your number here, and I probably will call you anyway to talk to you about it. <laughs> good Sounds call, good. Tony. Appreciate the call tonight. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. For all the phone calls, we were talking about clarifying misconceptions with respect to severance. Uh, if you are, quote-unquote, making the signs fired as opposed to laid off, then you don't get severance. Yeah, so John was just uh, doing the quotation, quotation mark uh, signs here. It's fired versus laid off. Mm-hmm. And uh, There's this misconception misconception that one is better than the other. Uh, and, and let's clarify. When we're talking about severance, it's, it's not about fired or laid off. It's about termination of employment. It's, it's a simple concept. Did you lose your job? Was your employment terminated? If you lost your job, you're entitled to severance. Fired, laid off, those are not really legal terms. Uh, There's two types of termination. Termination for cause. You did something awful, something wrong, something so, so terribly bad that you don't get severance. So that's a termination for cause. Or every other type of termination, termination without cause, which means you get severance. So uh, there's no real distinction, fired, laid off. It's really about whether you get severance, whether you're terminated for cause. Remember, very, very difficult to do, uh, to terminate for cause. Or you're terminated without cause, which means you get your full severance. But you always hear the term, you know, laid off. I got laid off. You know, they're going to call me back in three months. What does that mean? What can you do? Now, a temporary layoff is different. A temporary layoff is a situation where the employer says, well, I'm not letting you go, employee. I'm simply putting you on a layoff. I'm suspending the employment. I'm putting it on ice for a period of time. And my hope is to be able to call you back at some point soon down the road. Now, uh, unless you're in a unionized environment for all employees that are not part of a union, a temporary layoff is a termination. An employer actually does not have a right to do that, which means you can treat the temporary layoff as a termination and require the company to pay you your full severance. A lot of people don't understand that. So you've been put on a temporary layoff, you have an option. You can wait and, and hope you get called back, or you can say, no, I'm not going to accept that, and get your employer, require your employer to pay you your full severance. The problem with waiting and then uh, coming back to work when you're called back is by doing that, you've, you've now given the right to your employer to do it again and again. So you've been laid off this one time, but you accepted it, uh, next year, next month, that can happen again and again. That's not a good thing. Again, another precedent set you got to be careful for, right? You got it, John. Yeah. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll take a short break. Uh, Lior's number, by the way, when the show is over in about 20 minutes, you have 416-216-5900 and Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And we will get to our phone callers as we, uh, we love to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. We'll get to Winston first in Toronto. Hello, Winston. Hi. All right, pal. What's going on? Uh, not, not much. Um, 
after nine and a half years, I'm getting uh, laid off from my uh, company, and I was just wondering um, uh, what kind of severance package should uh, should I expect? Yeah, good call. Excellent call. So nine and a half years. Uh, how old are you, Winston? Uh, 47. And what kind of job? What do you do? Uh, field service work. Okay. Uh, so someone in your situation would be entitled to right around 10 to 12 months of severance, okay? 10 to 12 months. So if you lost your job... Uh, right around 10 to 12 months. That includes all components of your compensation, so they'd have to pay your salary for that period of time. If there's bonuses, they'd have to pay average bonuses over that period of time. If there's a car allowance, they'd have to continue benefits. Uh, do, you, do you know what the, the company's doing? What they're willing to do? Uh, no, I, I was trying to find out ahead of time, so when I have the talk, I I would have an idea of uh, whether or not they're treating me fairly. So my, my best uh, advice, Winston, is if, if that happens, if you're right and you get that piece of paper, whether you think that offer is tremendous or if you think the offer is terrible, either way, give me a call. Let me, let me have a pair of eyes on it. Let me be able to tell you uh, exactly whether it's good or not. So uh, no matter what, give me a call. Take a look at it. It'll take us a few minutes only to go over it together, and, and at least you'll know and you won't have any doubts. That number, Winston, by the way, is 416-216-5900. And I'll just make a quick mention here before we move on. The uh, Jays have just won the game down. Texas, they're out of there. Bring on either the Astros or yeah. Kansas City. Woo. So a 6-3 final as uh, we wrap up the last out here at Rogers Center. So go Jays, go. More to come, guys. Baseball is not quite through in this city just yet. And look at that, Jay in Toronto. How are you? Hi, how's it going? Good. Timely phone call, my friend. What yeah, uh, what can we help you with? It's great that we won. And uh, thank you, Lior, for uh, for uh, giving us all this advice. No uh, problem. With AM640. My question to you is... Uh, is there a maximum a company has to give? Uh, and also, is, is a, does the minimum still apply? Like Canadian standard is one week per year of service. You're saying you're alluding to a month that you're entitled for. So right. let's say you have over 24 months. Let's say you have 30 years in a company. Uh, can they, is, is, it, is there potential to get 30 months of severance? So good question. First of all, uh, Jay, the, the, a week per year of service, that's only a person's minimum entitlement. So really what I mean by that is it's only a small fraction of, or a small portion of what a person is actually owed, the amount of severance that they're owed. So a week per year of, ser- of service is a standard with respect to minimum. It's, e- actually, it's actually irrelevant because when a person is let go, they're not owed just their minimum. They're owed their full entitlements. And the full entitlements are based on their age, position, and length of employment. Generally, the maximum amount of severance that someone's going to get is 24 months. So even if you work for 30 years or 40 years, uh, usually you're capped at 24 months. In some extreme cases, you could get a a couple months over that, but usually it's a 24 months maximum. Yeah, so Jay, uh, sorry, uh, Lior, uh, with respect to uh, car allowances, if the company's... uh, offering you a car and pensions and that, that has to come to play also? Absolutely. Another good question. All components of your compensation have to be included as part of your severance. So that includes car, pension, benefits, bonuses, commissions, etc. It's a, everything you would have received had you continued working. Great. Well, well thank you for your advice and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, this is great. Thanks, Appreciate Jay. it, Jay. Thank you. And go, Jays, go. We'll take uh, Helen here finally in Maple. Hi, Helen. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Excellent. What's your question for Lior? Um, it's in regards to pension options. Um, so I have uh, three years before I'm eligible to retire. And um, I have, my company just changed or announced that they're going to change uh, the pension option. Um, in three years, 
they're no longer going to allow employees to uh, receive a lump sum uh, transfer pension, um, only uh, receive pension, you know, monthly payments. Um, I had not, you know, decided if I really wanted to retire in three years, uh, but that is actually going to be the cutoff uh, at which time they will change those options. Um, I just wanted your opinion um, on, you know, receiving a lump sum pension transfer or uh, receiving monthly payments because as far as I understand, uh, when you receive uh, payments, uh, you, you cannot change it later and uh, the only beneficiary really is your spouse. And then if something happens to your spouse, basically, you know, your children will never see that money. The money goes back to the pension fund. And if you receive a lump sum tra uh, transfer of your pension, uh, you can transfer it into an RSP. Your husband or wife becomes beneficiary. And then in future, your children are, benef are beneficiaries as well. So I just wanted your opinion on that. So uh, thank you, Helen. And, you know, with respect to your, uh, your, your options when it comes to uh, pension and, and what you're allowed and not allowed to do, the best pe uh, people to talk to is your financial advisors or the uh, pension plan administrators. They'll be able to tell you the implications uh, from a financial, from a tax standpoint, from an estate planning standpoint uh, that you need to consider when it comes to your pension. What I can tell you is that uh, your employer does have a right to change the way the pension is going to be administered or the way the payout is going to be made with proper notice. And if they're giving three years notice that this change is going to happen, that is a proper notice. So they, they can do that. But my best advice, you really have to talk to a financial advisor. There's a lot at stake here. You need to make the right call. So uh, that's what I'm going to encourage you to do. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. After we take a short break, I want to give us a call. we still got some time left, a little over 10 minutes. And Lior's number, 416-216-5900. We'll try to get to an email before we wrap up for tonight as well. Lior at employmenthour.com. This is the Employment Hour on Talk Radio, AM 640. And a few minutes to go here in this particular broadcast. If uh, you didn't catch the show, we reconvene on Sunday. So you'll catch that show here on Talk Radio, AM 640. See if we get to another phone call before we wrap and uh, take care of uh, some business. Got Steve in Toronto. Hi, Steve. What's up? Yeah, hi. How are you? Good, sir. What's going on? Good. Um, got a question for you. Um, Works for a company for uh, roughly about 18 years. And this goes back a few years, like four or five years. Um, at the time, it was like two weeks severance. Now, is that something I can go back to, or is that wow. now? They well, give you two weeks for 18 years service? I believe it was two weeks. Two weeks, maybe four weeks. I'm trying to remember what it was exactly. Steve, you know, here's the, the, the awful news. The awful news is you're out of time. You can only go back two years. Uh, and right. if you've been four or five, you're out of time. And then maybe even the worst news uh, is the fact that you would have been entitled to a lot more. I mean, I don't even know your age. I don't know what you, you did there for a living. But after yeah. 18 years, you'd be owed at least a year's pay, potentially as much as 18 or 20 months pay, oh. uh, depending on your age and position. So, you know, I, I wish I had better news, Steve. But, you know, two years uh, limitation period, it's strict. There's no exceptions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Steve. If it is, if it is. Okay, thanks, Pat. Bitter pill to uh, to swallow for sure. We're talking about, or at least before we got a bunch of phone calls, we got a couple more of these, not as misconceptions when in, uh, with respect to severance. How about being on contract? That means you don't get severance. Yeah, you know, being on contract, I hear that all the time. Oftentimes when people say I'm on contract, they mean they're, they're really an independent contractor. So, so they're not uh, an employee technically. They, they invoice the company and they, uh, they get paid that way. 
And in almost all these cases, in the, in the vast majority, these people that are quote-unquote on contract are still in the eyes of the law an employee. So if you work for a company exclusively for a period of time, work for them out of their office uh, and under their direction, using their materials and equipment, you're their employee. It doesn't matter what document you sign. It doesn't matter what they call you or what you call yourself. In the eyes of the law, you're an employee. And in that situation, if the relationship ends, you're owed severance. Okay, so it doesn't matter if you're on contract, quote unquote. So for all these folks out there that think that they're on contract and the relationship ended and they say, well, I guess I don't get severance. In most of these cases, almost all of them, you absolutely do get severance. So don't walk away. Don't be in a situation, unfortunately, like Steve, our previous caller, that you wait uh, a bit too long to make the call. Give me a call if that ever happens. Uh, we'll be able to get severance. Last couple of minutes, tell us about Severance Pay Calculator and TerminationQuestions.com. Too. That's right. Yeah, and you know we've had a few uh, calls already today, John, on the show, uh, wanting to know how much severance they're owed, wanting to know if their severance is adequate. Uh, so obviously one of, the, one of the ways to do that is to call me, and I'll tell you exactly how much you're owed. Another way to do that, you could do that from the privacy of your own home and at midnight and on the weekend, is you go to severancepaycalculator.com. Severancepaycalculator.com. And what it does, as the name suggests, is it calculates and tells you how much severance you're owed. Your input, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. And it tells you it's anonymous, it's free, it's really, really, really easy to use, and it's accurate. So if you use that, uh, you'll know. And if you just wanted to know what would happen if you lost your job, or maybe you just lost your job like some of our callers and you're staring at an offer letter or severance offer, and you don't know what you actually should be getting, a good starting point is severancepaycalculator.com. Now, we, uh, we had a lot of callers today on the show. Other folks that are listening now have questions. Another way to reach me, another way to ask your question anonymously uh, is go to terminationquestions.com. Again, another free website. You can ask your questions right there online. I'll answer online usually within a few minutes, either myself or one of my colleagues. Uh, so it's an extension of this show. People have a lot of questions, of course, about their legal rights. I don't want to get on the air. So you can call me at the office. We've been giving my number the whole show. Or you can go to terminationquestions.com, ask your question, and I'll answer it. Good for another week, son. 416-216-5900 is the number that Lior just mentioned. And Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Next week, we'll get to some emails, I promise. That'll wrap for another week. We reconvene on Sunday afternoon to catch another edition of the Employment Hour. Done for now. Go, Jays, go. Talk Radio, AM 640.